Welcome to the MedCore Podcast Network. The MedCore Podcast Network provides insights, reporting, and analysis on medtech innovation across all of healthcare. Thanks for listening as we discuss technology and treatment trends ranging from orthodontics to sleep medicine to radiology and more. We're proud to be supported by 10 leading brands in healthcare, whose chief editors will join us on a recurring basis to talk with key leaders in their industries about what's happening across all of healthcare. My name is Bryce Lockman, the producer of this new podcast, and today I'm glad to be joined by Allison Werner, Chief Editor at Orthodontic Products, who's going to kick off our podcast network with a conversation with Dr. Christian Davalier, an orthodontist and practice manager in Suffolk, Virginia. Allison, can you share with the listeners a bit about you and your brand? Well, I've been with Orthodontic Products for about uh, 12 years now, and 10 of those years as Chief Editor. Uh, our longtime publisher, Jacques Montague, who retired a few years ago, years ago um, always said orthodontic products was about bringing orthodontist news about the latest products and innovations that they could learn about today and implement tomorrow. But more than that, we try to keep our readers up on the latest trends in the industry, which you know today are anything from remote monitoring technology and virtual consults to growth, the growth of OSOs and you know really how direct-to-consumer aligners are affecting the industry. So it's a range of issues that we're covering. When we first started discussing this podcast, we saw it as an exciting way for our editors and thought leaders to help highlight great stories from doctors and healthcare professionals who might be using new technologies or services to streamline and improve patient care and patient outcomes, but also better manage their businesses. I know you recently spoke with Dr. Christian Davalier on this. What can we expect from your conversation with him? You know, I really enjoyed talking with Dr. Devalier. He's a young doctor who, after a few years as an associate, just opened his first solo practice, you know, last year during the pandemic. So he talks a little bit about that to us. But then it was really great to talk to him about why he wanted to do an associateship before going solo. You know, residents coming out, they have a lot more options now um, in terms of how to start their careers. And he talks to us about why he really wanted to do an associateship. And I think it's a great lesson for a lot of young doctors. But then, you know, we also talked about, you know, what he's excited about um, in terms of technology and how it's evolving in orthodontists. And then, you know, we dug in a little bit deeper into, um, you know, his practice management platform and why it's so important to him to be working in the cloud to manage his practice. So I really think, you know, listeners will learn a lot from him and, you know, gain some insight into how they can be using technology uh, going forward. I'm excited to learn. Let's get to it. Dr. Devalier, can you tell us about your practice? How long have you been practicing and what's the area where where you are practicing like? So I finished residency in 2017. Um, I initially practiced actually in uh, Pensacola, Florida uh, for a bit uh, before transitioning uh, up to Virginia Beach in 2019. Um, and I kind of went solo on my own um, October of uh, 2020. Um, there is kind of um, suburban, kind of rural. Um, I'm in uh, Suffolk, Virginia uh, currently. You've been in this office for since October, which means you set up during the pandemic. During the pandemic. Um, what was that experience like? <laughs> like? How far along were you in the process when the pandemic hit? Uh, so when it hit, uh, probably, I would say I had signed the lease, um, and but they were not yet broken ground yet because um, it is a sort of a new retail location. So construction hadn't begun. Um, so I think uh, with everybody just sort of uh, maybe a slight panic set in, you know, um, you know, how's this going to work with the pandemic? And then of course the shutdown came in March. Um, so at that point, um, you know, really kind of started sweating to see how was this 
all going to kind of play out and, and, and fold out. Um, but in the end, um, you know, things kind of progressed uh, maybe a little slower on the construction side than I would have hoped. Uh, but by October 2020, I mean, we, uh, you know, we're ready to open up and, and that's what we did. Great. So when you um, signed the lease in March, were you still practicing down in Florida or were you, were you already up in Virginia? I was already in Virginia Beach associating for, for another doctor. Yes. Oh, okay. Great. Okay. Yeah. So you practiced for about three years though, before you sent, uh, set up your, this practice, um, you went into an associateship. Why did you uh, decide to do that right out of um, your residency? Associate really just to get more experience on the business side. Um, hmm. Through residency, uh, we get all of the, you know, the, the clinical training, all the skills we need to actually, uh, you know, move teeth. Uh, but there, there's not a lot of business aspect that goes into it. Um, so I kind of felt that it was something that I needed to to get out there and really experience, uh, you know, before I kind of kind of jumped in, jumped in the waters on my own. What were some of the lessons learned from that experience of working at that practice that um, you took into your practice? A lot of things, what you want to do and also what you don't want to do. <laughs> uh, so you know exactly. you know people kind of run their businesses you know the way they see fit um but you kind of pick and choose you know they they do this really well um they could maybe you know do this a little better and so mm -hmm. what you hope is that you kind of take the you know the things you want to do better and take that as you as you transition into your own practice mm -hmm. so what do you think helps your practice or what makes your practice stand apart what is your goal there or where do you feel you are at this point I say our goal really is to to make people smile. I mean, I think that's um, kind of cliche, uh, but really that's what it's all about. Um, we're here to really make folks smile um, and really change lives. I mean, you know, when people put their 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 best face on, you say, you know, when you first get that smile, that first impression, um, that really, you know, puts someone ahead of the game in this world. Um, so I think what really sets us apart really is just um, really focusing on our on our patients, um, making sure that they really have a great positive experience here at Dabbler Orthodontics. Let me go back a little bit. How, why did you decide to go into orthodontics? I would say really, actually it's, it's more so on the the theory side. Um, I really like the biomechanics of, uh, of oh, tooth okay. movement. Um, there's a lot of physics involved in that, um, which is just a, a course that I actually enjoyed um, back in college. Okay. So what, uh, what modalities or what, what do you, en what do you enjoy about orthodontics right now? in terms of the technology or the way you're practicing clinically, what excites you? Yeah, really the technology and, and really the shift towards, I would say, more technology um, in orthodontics. Um, there's kind of, we're really in the, the phase of going from analog to complete digital. Um, aligners, of course, I want to say maybe 20 years, 20 years now, um, since the advent mm -hmm. of clear aligner therapy with Invisalign. Uh, but of course now, I mean, there are five or six companies now that are doing um, clear aligners. Um, and not only that transition, uh, but now we're getting to the point where a lot of offices are doing their own printing, uh, you know, with 3D printers in office. Um, we even get to the point where a lot of our brackets are now being custom. So, you know, we've got 3D custom brackets that are tailored to each individual patient and each individual tooth. Right, exactly. So when you opened your practice, what were some of the technologies you were really focused on implementing? Um Initially, really being in the cloud, um, I really didn't want to have a, a server on site. Um, you know, there are a lot of technical complications um, with the, with hosting those, and I really want to have access, you know, to my business and to my patients, really wherever I went. Um, mm -hmm. I can access it at home. I can access it in a restaurant if I'm halfway across the world. If I've got a browser, internet connection, you know, I can get in and kind of see um, how things are moving. Um, and besides that, really, you know, focusing on clear liners, which is, you know, an aesthetic mm -hmm. option um, that most 
patients are really looking for these days. Right. Okay. So in terms of that technology and having um, the being on the cloud, what are you using in terms of your practice management software at this point? Currently Cloud9. Okay. Um, had you had any experience with it before you opened your practice? I did. Um, yeah. Actually, um, as an associate in Florida, um, that practice actually used Cloud9. Um, so okay. when I was starting to look um, into opening on my own, I um, you know I looked at a few different platforms, but really, um, I saw that Cloud9 really had the best you know the best practice management platform in my in my opinion. Okay. So what um, what parts of Cloud9 stand out to you? Is it does it is it the way it helps you with the clinical workflow, with the financial management, the patient communication? What there stands out to you? I think really it starts because it, it's really a true cloud platform. Um, so mm-hmm. some of the other systems um, were really server-based systems um, that they've kind of built a cloud, you know, application kind of on on the back end. Um, but Cloud9 was really built, you know, from the ground up to be uh, to be in the cloud. Um, if you got like I said, if you got a browser internet connection, you can uh, you can hop on. Um, but besides that. Um, Really, just the ease of use um, and user functionality. I mean, you really can can log in and kind of navigate things. It's it's really not very complicated. Um, if you got new staff members, you can really get them up to speed. Um, I mean, really within you know two three hours, and they you know and they're, they're scheduling patients and they're kind of rocking and rolling. Mm, okay, great. Um, have you you know I mean staffing is a big issue right now for you know dental in general, but also for orthodontists, are you having any staffing issues and, you know, how does, um, you know, your practice management system play in and the ease of use? Yeah, I think, uh, probably more so over the summer, uh, we had a few issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were, okay. you know, using a few platforms to try and, you know, try and recruit staff. Um, at that time, I think most businesses can probably, you know, attest to this. There was a, a bit of, a I think as you call it ghosting <laughs> uh, going on, um, you know, so we'd schedule interviews, we, you know, we talk to folks, um, but then when it was time for them to come in, you know, it's kind of a, a look, look for me type of type of situation. Mm. Um, but once we, you know, we've got a great staff now, so we, we you know, we, it, we found the right people um, and really mm-hmm. just getting them on board and in a system with cloud nine is just, it's just really simple and really easy. Okay. Okay. Great. Um <clears throat> In terms of how are you using it personally, um, you know, in that clinical workflow, how does it serve you there? Um, probably mostly just the, the efficiency standpoint, just making sure that the scheduling is situated to where, you know, the doctor's where he needs to be when he needs to be there. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, they've, you know, we've kind of got a, a chart on the side where you can kind of see, you know, do I need to go to chair one, chair two, chair three? Um, how long has these patients, you know, have, have they been waiting? They've been waiting five minutes. They've been waiting 10 minutes. Um, so really I can, you know, kind of gauge that um, and, and, you know, be where, be exactly where I, where I need to be to okay. keep things moving. Okay. And then in terms of, you know, as you're, you own your practice, correct? correct? So in terms of as, you know, the, the owner from the business side, mm-hmm. where does it serve you there? I would say that really um, for all the functionality we get, um, it's really a great price point. Um, hmm. And again, being cloud-based, um, again, there's no server on site. Um, that that's another big, you know, financial um, financial aspect there. Um, and there's no maintenance on site. Um, hmm. Not only that, there's I don't have to have uh, you know uh, backup drives on site. I don't have to you know back up all the data every night. I think traditionally. Um, the owners would, you know, back everything up at night in the office. It didn't take that yeah. drive. 
to their home, back it up on another server. So again, so you never lose that patient data. Uh, but with Cloud9, um, I just log out and I'm, I'm good to go. Okay. Are there any um, tools within the software that um, you like using from kind of managing your practice from a financial standpoint and kind of keeping track of metrics? Um, really, the, probably more so the reporting aspect. Um, we run mm -hmm. daily reports just to see, you know, how our production is going, how our collection is going. Um, it, mm -hmm. It's really just, you know, one, two clicks and I've got all the information that I need. Oh, okay. Okay, great. And then um, you, you said your staff has been has had a good experience in terms mm -hmm. of onboarding and yeah, you know, getting up to speed within a couple of hours. Uh, what do you hear from them in terms of, you know, the features that they like in terms of maybe communicating with patients or anything like that? I think probably big thing with the staff is the appointment reminders. Um, it's kind of set up in the background. It's automatic. Uh, like I said, um, traditional systems, if they don't have that aspect, um, you know, the staff would be, you know, calling every patient, you know, the day before to make sure they're coming, um, calling every patient, you know, if you know, to remind them a week ahead of time of the appointments, whereas here it, it's all automated. Um, so, you know, uh, we set it on a, a schedule. So the system sends everything out and we really don't have to worry about it. So moving away from practice management software, are there any other technologies that you're looking at or that you're excited about for the future or that you would like to see, um, Come into kind of kind of kind of come into the orthodontic workflow. Um, pro probably more three D printing, um, and it, it's already mm -hmm. happening. I don't currently have it in in my office. Um, okay, but definitely within the next year or two, um, definitely be looking looking uh, to acquire a printer and really start mm -hmm. to print some of my own clear aligners. And with that, you can oh. you know because we kind of do same day starts with traditional yeah. brackets, which you can do a same day start with clear aligners as well if you have that that printing capability. Um, right. And even outside of that, um, we're starting to use, like I said, 3D custom brackets. Um, mm. So I'm not sure, you know, maybe a few years down the line, we can actually print, you know, an individual bracket for individual patient, individual yeah. tooth in office and place those brackets on that patient that, you know, that very same day. Yeah. Do you think that kind of that ability to one offer same day, but also to give the patient really what this idea of custom, do you mm. think that that's what they're looking at? That that's what today's patient is looking for. Absolutely. Consumer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's all about customization. Um, we really don't. Well, at least the consumer is really not looking for a, a stock generic product anymore. You know, they want something yeah. that's specifically for them. Um, and really, it, it cuts down on treatment time. It's very efficient. Um, it's you know, makes things a little more comfortable and seamless, and it just it, it flows. Uh, with the pandemic, were there any kind of technologies that, you know, maybe you weren't expecting to want to use in your practice that you have adopted? You know, we talked about um, the practice management software, but, you know, are there any other technologies? Because I do know, like, you know, orthodontists implemented, like, virtual consults to be able to, you know, deal with closure. Uh, you know, there's the remote monitoring. Is there anything like that that you're using in your practice or maybe that's, or anything that the pandemic made you think, okay, I've got to be prepared for yeah, really, uh, virtual consults. Um, I really wasn't expecting it. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be effective. Um, what I'm hearing, we don't currently offer virtual consults here, uh, but it's definitely something that I'm looking to implement in the future. Uh, mm -hmm. But what we did do is two-way text has become vital. Wow. Okay. Uh, okay. So instead of, you know, sending email reminders, uh, really, it's a, again, it's a custom direct communication, a direct link. I mean, the, the data yeah. shows if you send an email, it you know it may get read in ten minutes. It may get read in thirty minutes. It may be read tomorrow. But if you send a, right. someone a text, 
is typically read within, you know, five to 10 seconds. Um, yeah. So we're able to actually, you know, have that dialogue, that immediate dialogue with our patients. Um, and that's been, actually, yeah. it's been extremely, you know, vital uh, during, during the pandemic and even now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would imagine because I mean I know personally from my standpoint, like I res- I do respond to texts. Yeah, yeah. If I get an email, email, email yeah, my... I, I take that later. <laughs> exactly, and then it's a hundred messages later, and <laughs> it gets I'm lost in the shuffle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, I think that's meeting the consumer where they are at this point. Yeah, so exactly. you know, and adopting those technologies that mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. used to in other parts of their lives. So exactly. why wouldn't yeah. they expect yeah. it with yeah. their orthodontist? So yeah, I think definitely. if you look at uh, just just around in general, everybody's got. It's in our hands yep. constantly. <laughs> yep, exactly. So exactly. It, so. so before we wrap up, um, what excites you about the future of orthodontics? I would say really uh, customization in the technology going forward. Um, I think in the past, uh, you know, some of these companies, you know, coming forward and the orthodontist wasn't at the forefront. Um, he didn't necessarily have complete control um, over the product or the, the patient outcomes. Um but now with 3D printing, you know, we're getting to the point where we can, you know, we can print those aligners in our office. So we have control of that. Uh, we can dictate the movements there. Uh, we can dictate, you know, really patient outcomes and the efficiencies. Um, and even we're getting to the point now with uh, customized 3D brackets. Again, we can print those brackets in office. Um, you know, we're really in control. Um, and I think it's going to lead to really, really great patient outcomes in the future. Great. Well, thank you for uh, speaking with us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And that will do it for our first MedCore Podcast Network episode. I hope you enjoyed Allison and Dr. Davalier's conversation. For more orthodontic-focused content, please subscribe to our daily or weekly newsletters linked in the show notes. As for future podcasts, coming up, we'll have appearances from Carrie Stevens, Chief Editor with Axis Imaging and 24-7 Magazine, covering global radiologic trends and the healthcare technology management field. We'll also be joined by Carl Strong, Editor-in-Chief of The Hearing Review, covering all things audiology. So please be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast on either Apple, Spotify, Google, or Amazon Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. Thanks for tuning in. 